Hello and welcome to the Mud Show Dirt Sheet, competitive fantasy booking by two high guys in the Target demo. Tim Ross and I'm joined as always by my friend, my podcast co-host, the Dax to my cash, Ryan Peterson. Ryan, how are you doing today, my friend? I don't appreciate you that you called me ugly, but I am a better wrestler and I appreciate that. It's yeah, very nice it, of you to say. Listen, I think that's a, uh, a an apt comparison and uh, a nice little preview of a conversation we're going to have about something we're both going to enjoy a little later on, because this is the very special Double or Nothing edition of the Mud Show Dirt Sheet. Pay-per-view show after a week and a half off, two weeks I guess it would be now, that we since we've recorded, we're a little rusty, this has taken us a little bit longer than normal, we're going to try not to go off the rails with you. Here's how the pay-per-view works. Normally, we'd set an over and under on the viewership in the demo. We're not doing that. We're just going straight up and down the card. Wins and losses matter in this company. We can't tell you enough how much wins and losses matter in this company. So that's what we do. We're going to chalk it up. We're going to fantasy book this card. And this is the only time you're going to get us to give our true wrestling opinions are true feelings on the show is yeah. this is what you're getting here dynamite is w- about what we would like to see pay-per-views are about what we think is gonna happen what better fucking happen <laughs> and you know i think it's gonna come down to some very small things this this pay-per-view because you and i both have a you know, a pretty strong feeling about what should happen on this thing. Yeah. You've suggested that you see some, you see some turns, some twists, some loop-de-loops along the way. I, I, I don't see it, but we'll get there. Yeah. You know, I'm excited to talk about it. Let's I'm excited right to talk in. about Let's wrestling because right I was up on a fishing trip trying to talk about wrestling. Nobody wanted to do it. No, none of those 80-year-old guys wanted to sit down and, and talk to me about wrestling. That's a real bummer. It was a real bummer. And I had to talk about wrestling with, and we've talked about it. I'll say it. He had me this week for Dynamite, friend of the show, Zach Murphy. But yeah, he doesn't listen anyway, so I feel fine saying that it's not it's not watching wrestling with you. Hey, you know what I mean? Hey, and and I'll tell you what, none of the eighty year old guys I was with were like watching wrestling with wow. you. Wow, this is the nicest we've ever been to each other on this. Yeah, show. that's why we need to get into the show so we can start arguing about what's going to happen. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, guys. Oh, oh, oh! One little piece of business that we got to wrap up. Tim, you got a challenge this week? Oh yes. Uh, the loser of this week's predictions will spend forty eight hours as a vegan. Which means that you're probably going to lose because every time you lose a podcast punishment, it's like, have a nice day to yourself. Healthy, clean living Ryan Peterson. (laughs) Yeah, you're just getting all of the shit that's like, do something for you. Better yourself today. And then when I lose an episode, it's like, eat dog shit, fat boy. (laughs) Eat this till you puke. (laughs) And I do. Eat this till you puke. (laughs) And I do. Nuggy, <laughs> ding! It's still my favorite. Oh, I loved that. But oh. the buy-in, the pre-show. This I'm assuming will be on YouTube for free. Yep, everybody should watch this. It will be very good. Serena Deeb versus Riho for the NWA Women's Championship. This could be your best technically wrestled match on the whole card because Serena Deeb does not miss. Riho does not miss. It's going to be phenomenal. And it's somebody who I think can make Riho at 88 pounds look bigger than at 88 pounds. I think Serena Deeb will be able to sell some of Riho's offense a little bit better than, you know, uh, someone like a Nyla Rose might be able yeah, to. Yeah, or even like a Chris Statlander who is yep. mo- way more physically imposing. And, and even a Thunder Rosa who's not, you know, not huge, but anybody next to Riho looks, looks, big. looks very yep. big. And. Man, Serena Deeb has been incredible the past weeks. Like the ma- the match with Red Velvet of all people, who credit where credit due, good wrestler hasn't had a bad match yet. No, but for sure her best match in AEW was with Serena Deeb, and like the decision to take that belt off Thunder Rosa, it's like whoa, what are you doing? But Serena Deeb's been incredible the whole time she's had it, and credit where credits due. She's going to get a, I mean, I don't think I'm spoiling anything to say Serena Deeb retains here, unless you have Riho pulling an upset. 
I do not. the 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 thing I think that's that's going to help out this match is that you saw last Wednesday, Serena Deeb was putting a little bit of those heel concepts into your head with uh, the way that she was treating Red Velvet, not always giving up on the ropes and stuff. And that's going to do so much for the storytelling in this next match with Riho, where there isn't a verbal altercation or anything like that. You know, it's just you have to tell the story in the ring. And I think the way that you set that up as by last week we watched her be a little bit healy so you're the bad you're the bad big lady and then Riho's going to be the small hero yeah i would truly love to see serena deep turn heel um i don't think there are enough heels at the top of the women's division currently and you're about to take Britt baker into the like true upper echelon which means you're going to need heels for people to beat you know, heels for people to, for baby faces to upset. And I think Serena Deeb is just like a queen maker for that division. I she think, just I think it's the best matches on people. You know what I mean? I think it's a very good setup because you have Serena Deeb coming up with the three way with Thunder Rosa and the, the other lady from NWA. Um, bad wrestling fans over here. We don't watch NWA, so I can't tell you her name. I think Tim might be scrambling to try to grab it, which I appreciate it, but I don't uh, need it. No, I'm looking up the Battle Royal so I can pick a winner. Nice. I appreciate nice. it. I love the show prep here. Hey, for the record, I won't apologize for not watching a <laughs> wrestling product owned by Billy Corrigan. Right? That's right. And I mean, and that's the main thing is that you pick the winner on this one because you know Billy Corrigan wouldn't put it on Rio. <laughs> and that's the and that's the gospel truth. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so Rio is going to lose this match, and Serena Deeb will retain, and then Serena Deeb's going to turn a little bit more heel before I think Thunder Rosa probably grabs that belt off for one more time. Yeah, I think that's uh, exactly how I would do it, except for somewhere in there, Thunder Rosa has to beat Britt Baker for the AEW Women's Championship, because as much as Britt deserves it, Thunder Rosa deserves it more because she's the best women's wrestler in the world. Sure. Moving on to uh, the match you're researching, it's the Casino Battle Royale. Yeah. You're going to pick a winner. Yep, I already picked my Joker, because uh, I heard who you picked for your Joker, unless it's changed. Say your Joker? Uh, no, you say your Joker. No, you say your Joker. No, you say your Joker. That's bullshit. How does that work? Say your Joker. No, say your Joker. Jacob Fatu. Okay. My, from, uh, from MLW? Yeah. And it's going to make all the smart marks do what? Mark out hard. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's going to be Nick Gage. And we'll make all the 40-year-old smart marks mark yeah, out hard. Yeah, and I mean, and that's the thing is that, like... I couldn't pick Nick Gage out of a lineup from a lot of people, which is another bad wrestling thing to say. But l- listen, we I just got back into wrestling. Stop yelling at me, folks. <laughs> yeah, man. I'd like I don't think that I don't like I don't like to watch a bunch of dudes just bleed all over each other all the time in fucking uh what's that uh promotion up there? C Z W Yeah, that one. Cut. Is that? Yeah. Cuts ourselves. <laughs> Uh, then why? Then why? Of like, this is. I'm going to tell you why I think it is. It's because Kenny Omega's been very mean to John Moxley, and John Moxley and Nick Gage seem to be in love with each other, but also hate each other. So like, I think I think Nick Gage is coming to AEW as a present to John Moxley from Tony Khan. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. That's man. fun. Yeah, that's fun. Like that. That. I don't, I like, honestly, I don't even know if that's so far fetched or if I said the fucking truth. Like, that's how fucking little I know about Nick Gage, who I'm picking to be the Joker of the Double or Nothing Casino Battle Royale. And you picked Jacob Fatu for what reasons? Good. <laughs> Cody, Cody talked about him on Twitter one time, like, like a year ago, <laughs> like right after he won the, the TNT title, he was like, I would love to wrestle a match with Jacob Fatu from MLW. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, truly, it seems like they trot somebody out at every one of these things where they're like, surprise, it's Matt Seidel. And you're like, yeah, it's Ethan Page. Yeah, yeah. And it's like. I was really excited about the Ethan Page one, though, but that was also because of it got me back into the mix of our prediction. Can I say something? Yeah. If it's not at least Ethan Page level good, 
Why just, are you doing it? Just announce it. Just put know? hook on it. Just put hook as the Joker if it's not if it's not somebody as good as Ethan Page. Just 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 announce it. You and don't we'll, have to have a surprise at every show. And will some of our listeners who uh, are gonna just hate our takes here who probably shut it off? Uh, will you guys tell us if Nick Gage is a bigger <laughs> surprise than Ethan Page? Because we're not gonna be sure if it is or not. And uh, if someone could double check for me real quick and make sure that Jacob Fatu's name is Jacob Fatu, yeah. I'm 80% sure. Yeah. Who, uh, do you, who do you have winning, though, Ryan? I have Christian Cage winning. That's Outwork everybody. I think it, it sets up, it's going to set up that feud with Kenny. It gives him the title shot without having to earn it on wins and loss record alone, which lets him skip the line. It also makes kind of one of those matches for Kenny where it's a, a workhorse wrestling match. Uh, it's going to bring out less use of, of the heel dirty tactics, I think. And, and I just think it's Christian Cage. It's the reason he was signed. It They're going to give it to us. Uh, yeah, I hear you. But um, I want to be different. Sure. And I want there to be a chance for one of us to lose outright. So I'm going to do something different than you are. And you're going to pick Jacob Fatu? No. Nick Gage. (laughs) No. I'm looking at all these pictures. Look at the the names. And. Paul White. You know what I'm thinking to myself? I'm thinking who amongst these boys would Kenny Omega look the best beating the shit out of? And. Stopped on Brian or stopped on Brian Pillman Jr. for a little bit. Thought about that. Stopped on ten for a little bit. <coughs> Thought about that. I'm gonna take Jungle Boy to win the battle royal. He's been a last been close. two last three guy. It's a time where That's a good pick. Yeah, I That's feel pretty good, good about it. Yeah. I Yeah. I though, yeah. I I have nothing bad to say about it. The only thing that I'm questioning is, I feel like we've gotten announcements of belts on pay per views before. I feel like the women's belt was either shown or announced or something on that. One of the things that you might see, looking at the rosters of these of of who's in this battle royale, is maybe they announce it after that that we have the trios belts and things of that sort, and then. You got the Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Marco Stunt. You have everybody kind of already there. Allows for you to to introduce those trios belts as something for us, you know. And, and uh, Jungle Boy's a great pick, though, man. I, I just i I just don't see Christian Cage in it and losing unless the Joker is somebody who feuds with Christian Cage afterwards. Man, I hear you, and I think that with all of the, I build- think the smart money's there. Yeah, you know. Yep. It, I think that's the easy pick and that's me just trying to gain one because I was trying to be too different on the last pay-per-view. I tried to be I tried to overthink it and things of that sort and it was just uh I'm looking it up. Just trying to lay it in. His name is Jacob Fatu. Nice, dude. Fuck <laughs> it. I'm proud of you. Fuck I'm proud that it, baby. I'm proud that now that we're at the end of the battle royale bit, you figured out that the name that you said at the beginning of it was right. <laughs> proud of myself. Yeah. Uh let's move on. Let's move on to what I think is going to curtain jerk the non-battle. You know, you always open with the battle royal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The true first match of this card, I go Young Bucks and Moxley Kingston right away. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like any time you open a show with the Bucks, it it any. I mean, honestly, any time you put the Bucks on TV on any screen right now has been great. They yep. they. They turn go home heat into marketable, marketable, brilliant, brilliant fucking Twitter awesome heat, and it yeah. is incredible, and I love it. I love every part of it. And you were a guy who like spoilers to when we first came up with the show eighteen months ago or whatever. You were kind of down on the young bucks for a period of time when they were just sort of bland white meat baby faces that never won anything, and like. The Young Bucks are the best tag team in the world to me, yeah. um, and fuck, do they do it really good when they're heel? I, I think some of the things that, when I say bad things about the Young Bucks, is 
before AEW, we got to watch the Young Bucks wrestle once a quarter, twice a quarter, basically, because even as when I was becoming more into wrestling, I still wasn't watching the road to anything. I'll watch, you know, I'll watch the big events in New Japan that happen at the, you know, at the end of the month, but I'm not watching the road to the right. whole month. I'm not watching 10-man tags every day. And, and, and you know, seeing the Young Bucks wrestle in, in a real match was something special. You know, they were doing different stuff, but then when it just kind of became monotonous when they were, what, like you said, white meat baby faces not winning anything, and now they're just healy dicks doing healy dick stuff in in they just stretch it further and further every single week so it's new shit it's not northern light suplex over and over again super kick that you know it we get to that yep and we get to have all that fun stuff but in the middle we're throwing in like nick falling yep nick falling the spray cans the backup spray can like you're just finding ways to just be pieces of shit. Yeah, and while we're talking about spray cans and backup spray cans, fuck you, Rick Knox. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, how bad are you at your job, Rick Knox? I know we The fact that to- you're employed still, Rick Knox, is incredible. Just, you know who could do better as a referee than Rick Knox? Me. Yeah. Paul Turner. <laughs> Drake and, You Wirtz. know, I don't say that. Oof. <laughs> Out there looking, out there looking for jobs and child molesters. Must be hard. Probably not a lot of hours left in the day. No, it's got to be tough, especially if you're trying to make cookies and <laughs> crack codes. Um, yeah, the this is going to be very good. the The Wild Thing tag team has been more entertaining than anything with Eddie Kingston wrestling, and it has any right to be. And, and it's time for it to be done. Is it? I, I just, I mean, it is. After they lose this match, it's clearly the end of this little tag team run. And, and that's fine. You know, it, it has been fun for this amount of time, but you can't just keep putting Eddie Kingston in the ring week after week after week after week because he just, he, some people got it, some people have it, and some people lose it. Now, I don't watch enough wrestling in my mid-20s to know if Eddie Kingston ever had it, but I know that he has lost it. And But he is gold on the microphone. So if I got to watch him do like eight minutes of wrestling to get these week-after-week promos, I'm in for it. But I, I just think this is the end of the line for the tag team. It, the Young Bucks retain here, and I, I think it will be a probably a miscommunication of some sort you know the the fact that they're not a real tag team type of disagreement and the the friendship stays but the tag team ends yeah i think that's uh like i'm not gonna john moxley's got a u.s title to defend yeah i'm not gonna book john moxley to win the tag belt here that's that's not what i'm gonna do uh yeah the young bucks retain they do awful healy stuff I actually have John Moxley being removed from this match, you know, through probably like Good Brothers or heaven forbid Kenny Omega interference just like taking him out of the match and then the Young Bucks really just kill Eddie Kingston so much a lot. That's fine. And that's fine. Uh but yeah, I hadn't really thought about a breakup, but I certainly don't need any more John Moxley and Eddie Kingston after this. And I'm not keeping, I'm not on like baby watch. I'm not in a baby pool for Renee's baby, but you feel like maternity leave is coming up soon. It feels It feels like they talked about that baby a while ago, you know? Yeah, I, this whole year has felt like about 10 years, so I'm not, I'm surprised the kid's not off to kindergarten yet, but like. <laughs> Uh, it's just one of those things where, you know, I said it last time when I thought the ring was going to explode and John Moxley was going to die that we're just not going to see him for a while. So if the he still has the U.S. championship to defend or lose or find a way to do that. So if the way that he loses the title is a New Japan guy shows up and takes out trying, you know, trying to get that belt, then that's fine too. It's just, it's one of those things where, I was thinking about this while you were talking, waiting for my turn to talk, is this is a match for the folks who listen to this podcast that that are just listening because they're friends of ours and it goes way over their head. This is a match that you should watch because this is the funny shit of why we love wrestling, but you're also going to see some of just 
you know, you're going to see all sorts of it. You're going to see the high flyers with the Bucks. You're going to see the technical stuff with Mox. You're going to see the dirty shit with Kingston. You're going to see heel versus heel shit with Kingston and Matt. It's going to be a super fun watch for you if this is your first wrestling match. And if you're vaccinated, you're welcome at my house for the party. Get in my DMs on Twitter or, you know, text me. Or if you see me, just yep. you're more than welcome to come over and watch this. You heard it here, you guys. If you're vaxxed, come hang. <laughs> That's a wild it's a wild offer for 22 listeners. I hope every single person who listens to the podcast takes him up on it. That would be funny. Come on over, mom. <laughs> friend of the show Ryan's mom. Hey, while we're doing that friend of the show Tim's dad because I felt bad for not saying it back to him, but it's like, dude, the second episode we had lunch with you like you're part of the show it's not you're not friend of the show you're part of the show we've talked about you i think every single episode i didn't think that i didn't think that you needed the validation of a 17 year old high school girl senior but you're you're pretty and we appreciate the listen and the follow you're a friend of the show hashtag friend of the show senior (laughs) senior come over on sunday Burn. See, but for sure, senior, come over on Sunday. We for got sure. a present for you. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about this one. No, it's going to be fun. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Unprofessional. Can't uh, have it. Can't win with it. But yeah, this is going to be a real fun time for you. And I, I honestly think I'm going to say that a lot about this card. And that I was getting a little hyped about it the more and more I was looking at the matches because. It's a lot of fun on this card. It may not be a lot of surprise, but for for casual wrestling fans, this is going to be a really fun card. Yeah, I agree. Um, Let's move on to the next one. Can I say the next match before you're going to get? Because I think you're going to go banger after banger, and this is where you get Page versus Cage. Brian Cage, Hangman Page. It's going to be good. Yeah. uh, Two guys who have just had good runs recently it it is fun watching these guys wrestle yep and the first time they did it on dynamite curtain jerking with a big surprise yep you know i i actually fantasy booked brian cage to win it (laughs) never expecting it to actually happen like cutting the take uh unfortunately but two guys who just don't miss you know uh and Hangman put a like real call out out there for Brian Cage to like come out and do it like a man. Yep. And I think that's what we're going to get. I think we're going to get a surprisingly mud-free match here. Yeah, this this right here, I remember the first time I saw Brian Cage. I'm not going to be able to tell you which event. I don't remember if he was in the Battle Royal at all in. He was. Um and him and Jordan Grace were going at it a little yep. bit. It, it, that's the that's the Battle Royal that I'm thinking of cuz yep. that one are you sure it wasn't the one at Double or Nothing where Joey Janela had the lit cigarette on his forehead? I am sure. Okay. But I remember seeing Brian Cage and I was like, that is a specimen of a human being. <laughs> that is that is elite craftsmanship when you see Brian Cage. This guy is a beefy, beefy boy. Again, friends of the show, non-wrestling fans, Google yourself Brian Cage. It's the guy is a beefy, beefy monster. Yeah, Brian Cage looked like someone carved a statue of steaks out of marble. <laughs> if that makes sense, it looks like very meaty, very, very beefy. visceral, but also very firm. Yeah, and yeah, Hangman Page is a sad millennial cowboy, just like me. I said he, he is a mirror into my soul. He's. He's just so handsome, and he's a very good wrestler in his own right. These two had, a, like I said, a banger of a match that ended in an upset. And you're going to think I'm crazy, Ryan. I've got Brian Cage here. Golly. (laughs) I I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. AEW is a company based on realism, and like... Brian Cage would beat Hangman in a fight, you know, like, and company based on realism and Orange Cassidy is going to be in the main event. You know what I mean, though? Like, oh, my God. Here's here's the thing. I was so happy that you went first on your pick because I've been thinking to myself all day 
Uh, Alex Reynolds posted on Twitter that he lost. These Dark Order guys are starting to lose again. Um, things that you weren't seeing and, and things that initially brought this group together was losing. And at some point, y'all lose together before you can win together again. And I was just thinking to myself, why wouldn't Hangman lose this match to further all of them losing more? It, I just... I can't do it, though. I just feel like you have to give Hangman his revenge here and keep the vision of Hangman to the people who maybe don't watch every single day but are watching this, is that this is the star of the company. Yes, Brian Cage looks like that, but Hangman is the star of this company. They're they're Realistically, the future talent that this company is built around is Hangman Page because Cody's going to retire Kenny's going to retire and the Bucks are going to retire. The only one who isn't going to retire on that list was Hangman Page immediately because he was so young. He has to be the person that's going to carry this company. I think this is the start of it. I think this is the start of the buildup to Hangman and Kenny in, you know, probably six to eight months because you have a couple title shots to go there. But I think this is where Hangman starts to go on just an unbelievable run. And I think you're probably going to see right around the time of maybe Revolution next year and things of that sort. So way out fantasy booking is you're going to get MJF, who's still probably undefeated in singles competition at that time, versus Hangman, who's been undefeated since the Brian Cage loss a year ago for the match at next year's Double or Nothing, you know. It's hot, it's, man. Like, that's good wrestling booking. But, like, I don't think – I think – as long as you want to simmer hangman Kenny Omega, it's only going to get better, man. Like, and Brian cage is like in a very murky situation with his faction. And I think maybe this is where he goes from that is, is if he loses this match, you can turn. Yeah. Taz against it. Cause that's what I predicted in the first one. You can go back and listen to that. I predict that he loses. And that's when Taz says he's had enough of Brian cage losing in these spots. And that's when you'd have Ricky FTW title. That's when you'd have had Ricky Starks and Hobbs tag, but now just be Hobbs and then hook, which you appreciate. Yeah, I do. And then then you give that FTW title. That's so prestigious to will Hobbs and let him walk around with it. And when he loses, not ever give it up. You want to hear a terrible team Taz joke? Sure. Every time uh, I feel myself uh, get disinterested in Team Taz, the hook brings me back. I ain't telling you no lie. That's horrible. (laughs) That's going to be Will's favorite fucking part. Will, friend of the show, Will, when he hears that, he's going to literally listen. He's going to stop our podcast and he's going to be like, And the hook brings you back. Blues Traveler. <laughs> that guy's a QAnon for sure. For Got sure. arrested with so many bazookas in his car. Oh, really? Uh, he's a yeah. That's fun. Uh, his van in the middle of like Wyoming. But speaking of Wyoming, Cowboy Hangman Page wins this match. This I, is our first split up. I I get it, man. I get why you would do that. But like, if you went the other, if you went Hangman Page, I was going to go the other way because I talked, I l- convinced myself at work today that if you have him keep losing, it brings the Dark Order closer together because it kind of seems like they're falling apart a little bit. Yeah, I hear you. I also kind of think the Dark Order are going to get mad at Hangman eventually. I don't know if you noticed on BTE, Hangman drew a really detailed picture of himself and then just stick figures for the rest of the Dark Order. Yeah, I kind of thought that was shitty, Hangman. <laughs> You were real upset about that. <laughs> I, I kind of thought it was shitty. Yeah, I, I was doing it to be different because I figured you were going to book Hangman. I think that both of these guys deserve a pay-per-view win, and that's why it's okay to be different here. Yeah, and, and I agree. I was willing to be different on the other way. Right. And now we're going from Cage and Page to Page and Scorpio Sky versus Sting and Darby Allen. Live. Sting's first live match in five and a half years. And And I'll tell you what. (laughs) I knew that before you did. Yeah. After the preview of what live Sting wrestling looks like, I think we're in for a treat. (laughs) He got in and out of that Scorpion Deathlock so quick. It, he was able to drag Scorpio Sky three times around the wrong side of the ring to get it. 
You guys, this is not for us. Can I tell you something? Tell me. I would watch Sting on Dynamite every week if it (laughs) meant the only times I had to watch him actually wrestle were cinematic matches. Because I don't need to watch a 61-year-old man do stunts. So, a little insider trading secret here is we were... uh, we had a little technical difficulty before we were able to record this, and uh, Tim told me I could. Uh, oh fuck! Where was I going with this? I lost it. <laughs> it was a uh, sting. And, oh, uh, we were talking about movies, and I was like, ah, you know, I just I don't really like movies, but horror movies in particular, because I don't really like feeling like scared, and that's how I feel when Sting wrestles live, scared. <laughs> Yeah, like you know, it, it, that moment you saw Matt Hardy go grayface is the moment I feel when Sting's about to take any move from any person in the entire world. But you're not kidding, man. Like, no, he could the, die at any minute. Those are the fucking stakes. Yeah, this is a dude who like was wrestling five years ago and sustained an injury where they were like, "Hey." You shouldn't wrestle anymore. Mm-hmm. And now he's wrestling at 61 years old. Yeah. Against two-thirds of Team Handsome. Yeah. Team Handsome. Looking forward to Team <laughs> Handsome, though. It's like, why do Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page have to do this? You know? Put them in there against anybody else. They could have done this match against the Varsity Blondes. It... Am I... Like... 61 I, years old. I I just don't understand the heat that they think they're that we're giving on this because it's not we're not upset about them beating up the old man. It's like we're upset that like if one slightest thing listen, you guys, I'm sorry, but wrestling is fake. The pre the outcome is predetermined, but the fact of the matter is Sting could literally die in the ring. I feel like I'm saying literally a ton in this episode, but he could honestly die in the ring. Yeah, like Darby Allen is over with the little kitties. He's half over me. Yeah, and you could put Darby Allen in there with anybody against these two. Put him with the Peggy Mafia guy. <laughs> do, the ba- Mafia. do the bad bunny bit. With JPEG Mafia. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Do anything other than this. Do anything other than a 61-year-old guy. I'm hoping what we're going to get out of this is we're going to get an attack before the bell, and we're going to get a two-on-one. A handicap. You know? Yeah, I hope so. Just make sure he's safe. You know? You just, just don't put him in a situation where you have to throw up an X and stop a match and apologize and like ruin a man's life because a 61 almost did it less than a year ago yeah so so just please just please keep him safe uh i have faction handsome winning here uh i have probably you know like you say you get sting out of there early it's a handicap match darby fights valiantly but loses i have i have uh, team handsome winning this as well and i think this might be where you get a stinger break you know you get you, you know get sting gets a little time off darby's going to need a little time off for for what he's been running here the schedule he's been running the punishment he's been putting his body through he's going to need a couple weeks off and i think this is the time that you can kind of write them off together and then you can bring Darby back solo. You can keep Sting off as long as you want. And then when Darby gets in trouble again, you can bring Sting out. And it's a nice surprise again, you know, eight to ten months from now. But it, I think at some point, this storyline has has failed to get off the ground. And it's time to abort the mission. Yeah. I, and maybe we're off base. Maybe it's over with somebody. It's, it's but it's certainly not us, and we seem to have a pretty good finger on the pulse of AEW fandom. Like, man, just just don't kill Sting is my is my biggest thing here. Correct. Is don't kill the 61-year-old man. Moving along to the current TNT champion. Oh, the, uh, actually. Oh, did you want to move? Yeah. You want to do something I got, else? I got something else. Sure. Because I think... Before you get into the real back nine of this card, you got to get 
a go-go versus Cody Rhodes taking care of. Do do one a go-go for me. Anthony a go-go. That's a good one. I like it. I like it. You're welcome. I don't do it for just anybody, Ryan, but I really care about Mm -hmm. you. Versus whom? Uh, Versus the American dream Cody Rhodes. And I have uh, a very hot wrestling (laughs) take for you, Ryan. Okay. Uh, QT Marshall turns heel and he's like, I don't want to be in Cody Rhodes' shadow anymore. Instead, I'm going to be in Anthony Agogo's shadow because QT Marshall is the leader of this faction, Ryan. And he was on Dark this week and Anthony Agogo's on the pay-per-view. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying, Ryan? It's like, what happened? I don't know, man. I don't understand the American dream part for this match. You know, this seemed like is where you would have done it for like the MJF match or something. You know, the way the MJF comes out in the flare gear, you could add him come out in the dusty gear. I, I don't understand why one night only you bring it out against a boxer's first real match. Yeah. The thing is, is that Cody, we saw what he did with Shaq. He's going to be able to make a go-go look. He's going to put a, a go-go over pretty well. It's just, I don't. I'm as big of a Cody Rhodes mark as you're going to find. <laughs> Facts. But in the last two to three months, I've I've stopped. You've seen me. I've stopped wearing a lot of my Cody stuff, and it's a, a little it's a little too patriotic for the times that we're in. And then the promo was cut to this, and then now I'm even more like you know, Cody. What are we What are we doing here? You know, why is this? Why is this an AEW storyline? Why is this how we're breaking a go-go in? You know, it's... But follow you blindly, because every time I have, it's worked out well. You know, so I, I hope... I hope this is great. I hope Cody does something with him. Yeah. Uh, Not a lot to say about it. This man. is sucks, man. Yeah. Can I just say that? Like, this blows that that we're doing this the fact that like not even three months ago pentagon said cody rhodes i'm going to break your arm so that you can't hold your baby daughter and we got one match on dynamite and that's it anthony agogo and now he's wrestling anthony agogo the governor and it's like why <laughs> why is the thing is why and that's the thing we we're not going to answer this this is your bathroom break match this is your joint match this is your whatever you need to do to go and for me i'm going to watch the american dream entrance i'm going to watch it it's just cody wins you don't get you don't dress up like your dad for one match only to lose yeah and that's facts like <sighs> God bless Cody Rhodes. He is a much more patriotic man than I. And if that if I have to fucking deal with Cody Rhodes shit to get what? What? God bless the Cody Rhodes. <laughs> well, thank you for cutting me off for that, Ryan. But uh, yeah, if Cody wants to do America stuff, that's fine. Uh And you're right that Cody doesn't lose this match, but I do think that after this match, Cody Rhodes gets beaten all to hell and written off television for a little while because he seems to have a lot going on and... Nobody uh, wants him there anyways, it sounds like. Jesus Christ. Man, like... Are you running for Congress, Cody? Are you... What's going on with that reality TV show, Cody? Like, why aren't you wrestling MJF, Cody? What's what's the deal, Cody? What are you doing, Cody? I don't get it, man. Like... Yeah, I'm just going to try to forget about this little part of Cody. And we'll pick it back up in the next run. You know? I... Yeah. I stuck with him through Stardust. Why am I going to... Pretend like this is the worst I've seen. This is worse than Stardust. I agree. Stardust. I enjoyed Stardust. You remember like you remember like 
over babyface Cody. Yeah. When when he was like cutting promos about what a piece of shit Chris Jericho was and mm-hmm. crying and stuff and not being not this. Not not basically like giving the police union speech. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. Cody wins this match. Cody this wins is, this match. Go take a piss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only watch this match if you're really into wrestling because yeah. it's gonna be a toughie. Uh yeah. let's uh let's talk about something a little more fun. You were le- you were uh leading into Teased it, it earlier. Nero <laughs> versus Lance Archer for the TNT championship. Haas fight it, it's like tony listened to me when i said that what have they done with lance archer since since they brought him up to that point where i liked him and then all of a sudden insert him into miro's storyline get him away from sting and let's get some big boys slapping meat this is going to be 14 minutes of fun yeah uh two guys that just like are good wrestlers are both hyper aggressive like this is just something straight out of like 1986 mid south, except both guys could do a Rana if they wanted to. This is your, uh, this is your, you know, wrestling's fake, right? And then you watch this match, and it's it's these boys are going to hit each other, and they're going to hit each other hard. Yep, uh, and I mean, very clear Miro retain here. I don't think we need to to hold anybody's hand through that. The man won the title 10, 11 days ago. He's not going to lose it now, especially not to Lance Archer. But that also means that you got to put Lance Archer over some. And that means a good back and forth, big Haas, Godzilla versus Kong fight, you know? This this is the other match that Miro needed. As much as he needed the Darby Allen match to look like a beast, this is where he needs to show agility skill more of a skill set than what he did of just the power stuff to over overtake darby this is going to be where you see fun wrestling miro you know yep uh every time uh lance archer gets put in a situation like this be it losing the u.s title to john moxley two plus years ago it feels like now be it losing to cody be it not beating Moxley again for the world title. Like he always makes both himself and his opponent look very, very good. And, and who that's would why have he, thought three months ago that you and I would be sitting here talking about how good Lance Archer singing is. his praises. We love the guy with the Mohawk dreadlock. Fuck. Big, big fans here. The guy, Brett Michaels lookalike. The guy with the full back tattoo of the crucifixion of Jesus. He's over with us. <laughs> And that's all we really have to say about this. Yeah. Is it, it, we love the guy whose manager is Jake the Snake Roberts. Yep, yep. I'm, another decent shirt I got from that box was that Jake Roberts one. Yeah, not, nowhere near as good as the Fly and Brian. Shout shirt, out though. to friends at the show Pro Wrestling Tees for the Brian Pillman shirt in the box this month. It is Has- incredible. Hashtag not an ad, but Pro Wrestling Tees is great. <laughs> Uh, and Lance Archer and Mira are great. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, we could move into the women's match after that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm this very is... excited for this one, Ryan. Britt Baker versus Hikaru Shida for the AEW Women's Championship. When she enters the ring, 369 days as champion. And every single one of them has been... With the weight of AEW's women's division on her back. Britt Britt Baker gave her a thank you shout out in the last episode of Dynamite in that promo. Yeah, man. Hikaru Shida has done everything you could ask for of a champion and more. She's been fully around the sun with that belt and beat every single person on the roster and gave every single person on the roster at that point their best match with the company. Yep. That being said, it is time for a fresh start, and man, is Britt Baker incredible. Britt Baker is on 
fire. Britt Baker, it, just an incredible turnaround from the first time that we saw her when she was the worst participant in a four-way that included Chelsea Green and two ladies that I can't remember. One of them's Tessa Blanchard, but we don't need to talk anymore about that. Name redacted. Um, Yeah, man. Britt Baker is so over with me. Uh, She got a Twitter follow, which is infrequent. Uh, The second I saw the tweet that said, if Christian Cage gets an action figure before me, I'm retiring. I was like, click. The the DMD shit is just, everything is hitting. It's it's music the way she does it right now. It is so good. She is the conductor. She is absolutely incredible. Yeah. And and I didn't think I would say this. And and here's the thing is I, I told you this the other day when we were when we were discussing this match is she does deserves a rest. Yeah. She she deserves to go home. She deserves to spend some time with her family. She deserves to just not have to do this for for any longer she from from the gear change to everything you know we've we've been along this ride and it's you literally could not ask her to do more nope because i don't think there's a woman on the roster she hasn't defended the title against nope and for the record Hikaru Shida should be the longest reigning AEW women's champion for a long time. Yep. Because a year in wrestling is forever. But only Add on top of it, no no fans, no, no travel, right. no no, you know, nothing. It, it it was the longest year in pro wrestling. And to make a title relevant when you know, she couldn't speak English. Right. She made a she made the title and the division relevant without being able to cut a promo. Yep. Purely through ring work. And credit to her, man. Thank you, Sheeta, and your new AEW women's champion, Britt Baker, is gonna do a great job until she gives it to Thunder Rosa because and I don't know if I've said this already on the podcast, Ryan. Thunder Rosa is the best women's wrestler in the world, but Britt Baker might be the best in the world on the stick as far as women are concerned. On the microphone, can you think of somebody better? Mm. Certainly not in this company. No, yeah, it's not close in this company. I'm trying. uh, Becky's weren't bad. Yeah, I mean Becky and was I'm a huge. Big, I'm a I'm a big Sasha Banks fan. I don't think this is going to be a surprise to many people who know me that I'm a big Sasha Banks fan. But she was incredible on the microphone for a long period of time, and that was honestly one of the biggest. I was a little I was bummed because it seemed like Sasha was on the outs with the E for a while there, and then all of a sudden got the title and ran with it for almost a year, and she deserves it. She was incredible in that division as well but Brit Brit is certainly up there she she figured it out you know what the face stuff wasn't working turned heel and just ran locked with it, it in you know purely locked it in and, and I think the person that we probably have to thank for that is Skiavone uh, I would disagree I think the person you have to thank most for Brit being at the level she is right now is Thunder Rosa because, and I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast or not, Ryan, but Thunder Rosa is the best women's wrestler in the world. But we were talking about on the stick, though. And she, her and Tony are basically best friends. You're telling me that he's not just continuously helping her with all of that stuff, with I'm just not, the history and knowledge? I'm not saying that at all. They are a getting each other over machine. And it's great. Like, I love that there are people that have relationships with the like just the OG commentary team. Uh, like, uh, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but when Eddie Kingston was doing commentary from time to time, Excalibur called him Edward. And I oh, thought, really? Yeah, I thought that was fun. The uh, and new women's champion, Britt Baker. Yeah, tweet it out. It's good. I I'm into it. I'm looking forward to it. And I think that's everything prior to the main event. Yeah? No. 
No, I'm missing something very important. Stadium Stampede. The Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle. And I'm going to say right away, I didn't need this. I thought that you could have told the story at Blood and Guts, and that would have been just fine. You know? Yeah. But I think that the only reason you would do it twice is if you just had two ideas you couldn't pass up. You know what I mean? Yep. And if if this is on the same level of sports entertainment wrestling, that blood and guts, or the stadium stampede match was last year, Yep. more power to you because both of those things were incredible. So... I'm saying that if you're going to do two of them, they both better be good. And you're one for one so far. So I'll trust you. I'll put it in your hands. I I think I, I definitely agree with a portion of that. I think there were definitely two ideas for the stadium stampede. Uh, the comical video game style that we saw last year. And then the straight up this is a brawl hardcore match inside of a football stadium that ends in death you know and and i think that you're going to get probably a little bit of half cinematic uh and then finish in the ring in the ring in daly's place because it's attached to the stadium is i think you're going to get a three-quartersly live match that probably ends up going through the backstages of the Jaguar Stadium, and then you get an MJF and Chris Jericho rolling out into the in into Daly's place, and then that huge pop when the sold-out crowd comes, and these guys are rolling down, and everybody starts coming down to the ring. You know, I think it's going to be a really fun scene of what of what this match could be if it's done in a real realism sense. Yeah, I, I envision it being a little more cinematic than that. I for sure agree that there should be a live element, especially with a full big crowd. Because if the partial crowds have been any indication, Chris Jericho and by extension the whole inner circle are just fucking over as shit, man. Yeah. And I cannot wait for the full roar of a real live wrestling audience again. And I think this is a match that's going to produce that. I have the pinnacle winning. Is that crazy, Ryan, that I have the pinnacle winning? (laughs) I was, I was thinking myself is what does the inner circle need to stay together for? You've put Proud and Powerful in a position to go on to be a face to challenge the Bucks to possibly turn over the titles. You've put Sammy, after what I'm assuming will happen on Sunday, at a pedestal where he can move on with Hagger. You know, we've had the Sammy Hagar tag team. You got those two can be friends in the locker room and still work solo and Chris Jericho can retire and maybe they knew that they were this close to full fans and to not retire I just hit my microphone (laughs) a hand talking here folks I got real excited and maybe this is how you kill Jericho out of wrestling stadium stampede you just make them die in the middle of the ring one two three legitimately you know it the inner circle breaks up. Chris Jericho comes back to take over on commentary in two months. I mean, I'm assuming Fozzie just announced a tour to everywhere that's open 100% capacity for the summer. So <laughs> Chris Jericho can be written off television for a little bit. Yep. And, and I, he's almost out of contract, I think. Is that right? I think he's out of contract at... 2022? Maybe. That would be three years. Yeah, he, he only signed the three-year deal, so... Hey, man, like, Chris Jericho has done and been everything you have ever asked of him in AEW. But, and I said it in Blood and Guts, is if you're going to go, go big and go putting someone or something over. And 
MJF is this generation's Chris Jericho, it would seem. And just give him the, just give it to him. You're, cause it's gonna happen eventually, man. How much more does he have in the tank? Some, probably, but you're getting a celebration of the faction you started to bring these guys into the mainstream of wrestling. You did it, man. Like, thank you, Chris. You deserve it. And God, just kill him. Just the, kill him. Just kill him dead. MJF. The only thing is, I don't think MJF's the one that retires Chris Jericho. I think it's Sammy who retires Chris Jericho. So I don't, you know, maybe, maybe Sammy comes out to save Jericho again and then realizes, hey, man, like, you're the weakest link. And then you have Sammy kill him. I don't know. It's, it's one, it's something MJF doesn't retire Jericho. Sammy does. I don't know, man, with, with the things that those two have done together, MJF and Jericho, you could make a case that this is as fitting an end as Jericho is going to find. And you and I have been talking into microphones about Jericho and Sammy fucking retirement match since we bought the microphones but this is where we're at man and like i just dream of sammy being the executioner of aew that takes out everybody like everybody old you know he he has the history with cody of being the first match on dynamite he has the history with jericho it it just it it I think Sammy could be your executioner and that's and that's the thing that could keep things fresh of your when your favorite wrestler and he's getting up there in years when he goes against Sammy Guevara you know it might be the last time he ever wrestles and if and if it's not Sammy and it's MJF then do that because I love that idea gives me goosebumps of how much I like the just the fear that that might be your favorite wrestler's last match every time they wrestle that motherfucker yep and I think either of those guys could do it. I personally, like, I see Sammy going forward as, like, a big baby face. It's very clearly, like, it's think about the stuff he does, man. Sp- you want to cheer a Spanish fly, you know what I mean? You don't want to see a Spanish fly go, boo! And I don't. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I don't ever boo a Spanish fly. It doesn't matter who does it. So yeah, I I have uh I have MJF destroying Chris Jericho and I, I mean that that's why I thought this was very straightforward is because I feel that the pinnacle has to win here. Yeah. It, inner circle breaks up, everybody's at the height where they need to be to move on to whatever the next thing is, and they don't need to be in Chris Jericho's shadow anymore for that. For sure. Couldn't agree but more. if you want to make proud and powerful tag team champions and keep the inner circle together, that's fine too, however you want to do it. Yeah, if you want Sammy to be, challenge Miro for the TNT Championship at All Out in August, September. I'm fine with that. I'd be good with that, personally. But for the record, the pinnacle wins. Yep, that's what I'm saying too. And, uh, and now it's the main event. Now it's the main event. What we assume will be the triple threat match. Orange Cassidy might back out on Friday Night Dynamite. Yep. As of recording, we are uncertain, but I don't think so. I think uh, I think Orange Cassidy accepts his opportunity because... Uh, you don't get many of them. Yep. Yeah, and because I don't want to see Pat get pinned, ever. <laughs> Which means that you need someone else in there for Kenny to pin. And that's, or- and that's Orange Cassidy. And... The thing that they've done with putting Kenny and Pac together in the ring is that there hasn't been a clear winner mostly when they're two. We had the Pac submission, we had you know, we had the Kenny two out of three falls, but but it's always been kind of a weird finish, you know, yep, and things of that sort. And against two of the guys who have been the most protected guys in the company, realistically you have to put somebody in there who can take the pin. Yep. And that's what Orange Cassidy's job is here. Yep. And obviously Kenny destroying sweet, like silly 
everybody loves Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy is like... Gets you that heat you a, need. Additional heat for the man and uh, putting Pack and Kenny Omega in a wrestling match guarantees, you know... Greatness. 4.5 star quality match minimum. And I don't need three-way, you know, matches to for the belt. But as long as it's good, you can do whatever you want. And this will be good. I'm going to help you into your take that you said yesterday. Sure. Is that after the exploding barbed wire death match, you can't have another dud of a main event. And the one way that you can assure that is to have Pac and Kenny Omega in the ring at the same time. They don't suck. Neither of them will put on suck. Yep. It is... It, I appre- and then, can I say I appreciate yep. you aping that take because I for sure wasn't going to get it out yep. of my mouth yep. this time. I knew it was coming. I knew where you were going with it. And I knew you were trying because I've been in that situation plenty of times on this side of it. And I was like, I'm going to help you get there. Yep. I'm going to be a good guy and not steal this. And I'm going to let you know where it's coming. And and that's the, and that's the thing is that I'm catering this to people who I hope are going to watch a pay-per-view for the first time or, you know, recent wrestling fans. And this right here, you're going to see two guys that are going to put on a five-star match and then you're going to see a guy that you're never you've never seen anything like it and you're going to fall in love with it and it, it orange cassidy is the most lovable cutest baby face ever does fun dumb things and he's going to get his cute little boy butt hurt yeah i truly believe you could show orange cassidy to anyone in the world and th- Purely through physical expression with no commentary, they'd be like, ah, he's he's not trying hard, but he is. Yep. I see. Yep. And that is so valuable, but there is a chance that if you do just that in the main event, that it gets blown up. And you can't you just can't risk it after what happened at Revolution. You just can't. So you put Pack in there, and you let Pack and Kenny do Pack and Kenny for like twenty-one of the twenty-eight minutes this match is probably gonna be, and then Orange Cassidy gets four minutes of offense against Pack, two minutes of offense against Kenny, where we all go, oh, you know, is he gonna do it? Yep. And he's not gonna do it. But I am gonna, I am gonna just let myself fully mark out oh, yeah. when. Kenny gets a near two fall from Orange. Yep. Um, Moose says he's gonna show up. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he he said on Impact that he vows to show up at W or double or nothing. Moose, Moose, sure. Moose, sure. You're a big Moose guy. <laughs> Apparently. The here's the thing. Don't tell me when the Impact challenger is gonna show up. Tell me when the New Japan guy's gonna show up because. I could not give a fuck less about Moose to show up. I, I, listen, the Spanish fly, as I said, I'm not going to boo it. The man does a Spanish fly, and he's like 6'8 and a muscle beast. But what is Moose showing up on a pay-per-view going to do for me? Not a lot. I, but it's probably going to even the odds because you're going to get just Don Callis, good brothers, just dirty, evil shit. Certainly not. Any contention here that Kenny Omega retains? Yeah, this this is going to be. Uh, we're going to go inside the ropes here, Tim. You ready for inside the ropes? Yeah, I'm ready for inside the ropes. Will you explain to these wonderful listeners what a mud show is? Because this is going to turn into one. Uh, a mud show, dear listener, is professional wrestling that is not done in the fashion of professional wrestling being presented as real. This is going to look like three dudes pretending to fight, but they're going to do it very, 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 very good. And in the case of Orange Cassidy, very, very funny, too. So sit back, relax, and enjoy uh, knowing full well that nothing except for Kenny Omega retains can happen, but when Orange Cassidy does get that near two fall, allow yourself to go because yep. it's fun. Yep, it, you guys just enjoy the moment. All right, when 
when the best part, the climax in a movie happens, you don't stand up in the theater and say, I don't really think that he killed that lady right there. Don't do that. Don't be that guy. Just immerse yourself in the moment of the movie and enjoy it. They're not on the moon. (laughs) Hey, I think he used more than the eight bullets that a standard magazine holds, and I think he should have had to reload three or four times before he shot at the other eight guys. (laughs) Guys, have fun. It's supposed to be fun. And that's what this is going to be. And... I thank you guys for listening to episode 9 of the Mud Show Dirt Sheet. Episode 10, but... Fuck! Dear listener, we thank you so, so much for your time, your consideration, your ratings, your reviews, your five stars, your retweets, your follows, and your friendship. <laughs> if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, we can be found at Dirt Sheet Pod. I'm on Twitter at Tex Mahogany. Ryan's on Twitter at the GGRP, all caps. It matters. It doesn't. We'd like to thank Griffin, who did our podcast art. You can find him on Twitter at SugarlessFa. Kid's a very talented artist and aspiring tattooist. Going to go on to do big things, so hop on it while it is still fresh. Swings a hammer. (laughs) Talking about his cock? (laughs) Listen, man, I tried to do something sincerely sweet for Griffin because he was like, every time you thank Dom, you sound so nice, and then you thank me, and you're like, QAnon cuck bitch. And I was <laughs> like, that's a valid criticism of me, Griffin. So I tried to do it nice for him, and then you mentioned his dick, so... Yeah, but I said it was big. It's not like I was going, <laughs> little tiny dicked fuck. No, I was saying the guy swings a big old fucking hammer. Speaking of swinging a hammer, uh, our podcast music is done by Dom. You can find Dom's music on Facebook at Skyhaven and Waste. Uh, I know for a fact, because I'm a good friend, that Waste put out a new music video recently. Yep. And it is fucking metal, man. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is the only educated thing I can say about that kind of music, so I'll leave it at that. But if that's your thing, fucking check it out, because... Dude I'm going to say something. Go ahead. I listen I listen to the music that Dom listens to, and it's metal. And then I listen to the metal that Dom made, and the metal that Dom made is better than most of the metal that he listens to. So it's good metal. There you go, man. Uh, one more time, we thank you. Uh, we hope to see you again next week. Uh, one of us, two days clean of meat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and join us next week for more smart wrestling takes by Dumb Wrestling Marks. No leg slaps. <laughs>